we are not worried about making money. And the reason why we say that is we're going to find out how to scale. What's shaking? Welcome back to All In. I'm your host, Rick Jordan. And my guest today is a speaker, high-level business consultant, serial entrepreneur. I love that phrase because it resonates with me too. And philanthropist. This guy has been in the venture capital and e-commerce industry for over 25 years. That means, hey, everybody, listen up to what he has to say. Love sailing, scuba diving, fishing, and playing guitar. That's fantastic because I play too. And get this, currently working with Kevin Harrington, the original shark from Shark Tank, who is also a personal friend of mine, and New York Times bestselling author Mark Tim from Ziegler Family. Richard Malian, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm bringing the energy today. You ready to batch? I'm, I'm, I'm ready, man. Sweet, I'm ready. sweet brother. Let's dive in today. So you're a speaker, obviously. Like You heard your, your whole intro, right? Which is fantastic, by the way. I love the bullet points that we've got. Venture capital. That's a topic that I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about these days, especially coming out of last year. So before we dive into that, though, man, I want to hear about this. You're a scuba diver? I'm actually a scuba diver. Um, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was born and raised in Nassau, Bahamas. Um, really? <laughs> Why didn't this ever come up when we've talked before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my dad was from England. He was a banker for Barclays Bank and somehow ended up in the Bahamas. My mom was a stewardess. Uh, I, you know, in those days, as being a flight attendant, you had to be single. And uh, my, you know, she was from New York, and my dad used to travel, and my mom was a stewardess. They met on the plane, but actually physically met at a party, and I guess the rest is history. But uh, um, it's pretty exciting. It's kind of neat to grow up in the Bahamas. It's a different lifestyle. Of course, people see the pictures, uh, very laid back. Um, but it was fun growing up there. And then of course, once you get to a certain age, you go to, go to school in the United States and I kind of never went back. Yeah. That's an interesting, (laughs) you miss it. Yeah. Do you ever get back? A little bit, a little bit, you know, just to go over to Nassau. Um, mostly I keep, uh, the kids I went to school with most of them, I keep in contact with. Um, and so they come over here to the United States when they want to, uh, you know, get her off. They call it the Island, the rock. So when they come over here, we get together and every once in a while I go over there. It's kind of very slow mentality. United States is a lot faster and kind of gets frustrating to go over there too much. But it's still very beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful uh, countries uh, water wise in the world and very nice people. No doubt. I, I'm hearing the transition here that there might have been something that your dad may have influenced your your dive, like the pun, you know, scuba diving, your dive into venture capitalism, into VC. Uh, he worked for Barclays Bank, you said? Yes, he did. He actually worked for Barclays for years. Um, in those days, uh, you actually work uh, like, like two, three year stints, and then they kind of moved. He started in Cyprus, then went to Eleuthera, came over to Nassau, and was, you know, eventually going to go to another, um, another uh, venue. And that's when he met my mother and actually worked for the World Bank. Um, a little history. Um, Robert Anderson was uh, in the, I guess, in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, was uh, chairman of the board of the World Bank under Eisenhower. I guess that's the oh, 60s. Wow. Yeah. And that's uh, actually, that's how he transitioned to the World Bank and then stayed over there for, you know, another 30 years. 
So he was over there for about 45 years. And uh, so I got the financial background from him. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, all his uh, friends who uh, kind of influenced me, usually, you, you, you know, kind of um, buddy up to, you know, my dad's best friend who actually was a, um, a foreign currency trader for Credit Line in, in Manhattan. And so he became my first mentor. Uh, talk, you know, we'll get into mentorship a little bit because yeah, it's a yeah. big part of my life. Um, and so I got, you know, he kind of mentored me into the financial side of the business. I didn't get into the foreign currency side of it, but I did get into, you know, raising money for small cap and startup companies. And we'll get into that a little bit. For sure. That was going to be one of my next questions is what first attracted you to work with startups? Well, you know, um, you get uh, a lot of, uh, you know, and, and one of the things I look for now is really consumable products that are disruptive, um, that have an opportunity to scale. Um, you know, I've kind of incorporated uh, raising money with uh, the e-commerce uh, side of the business. I'm looking for products that can, you know, that we can test that uh, people, um, you know, uh, can really change and make a difference in the world. Um, and so uh, we look for those products. Um, we have several that we have um, uh, have uh, identified. And so we we um, we test them through Amazon and through our Facebook. And and with that, we also have a uh, conglomerate of investors that like to get involved, uh, especially when there's good management. And we have the A team, of course, you know, uh, Mark Tim from you know, has sold over 92,000 products on Amazon. So he actually has incorporated or we have incorporated his team and with Amazon. And so we test, we have three stages of testing. And if we get through three stages of testing, then we go into retail and we scale at that point. And then every deal I have, of course, I use Kevin Harrington as uh, my spokesperson from the, you know, from the Shark Tank. And he gives a lot of actually credibility to the product. Um, and so once we get that going, um, you know, we fund it with our, our um, venture, you know, our, our startup or investors. And uh, once we get to that point, we pass it off to hopefully, uh, you know, to a, a more seasoned uh, venture capitalist. But we get the uh, we get the ball going. We get it, uh, get it off the ground. And that's actually the most rewarding, making sure that we can seamlessly get it from a, basically an idea to uh, sales to scaling to taking it to a to a, a listed exchange. That's awesome. How do you, you're saying you're looking, it's almost sounding like, have you heard the phrase, I'm sure you have, impact investing? Yes. Yeah, it sounds like that's really your wheelhouse, you know, because you're looking for products that you said are, are disruptive. They're, they're out there to change the world. How do you even figure out if that's it? Do you have like a checklist? I know you probably, <laughs> you probably have some. No, no, not really, but it comes down to, we're looking for, you know, an, an example would be we have a, uh, a sign of fresh and nasal spray, throat spray, a travel pack. So we knew that uh, that was our first product. And, you know, when uh, Mark came and we're looking for something that's going to identify with people that have issues and problems and, and, and make that, you know, make their problems, a, a, you know, a lot better. So with sign of fresh, we knew that there was a, a huge nasal issue. Uh, we knew there was a, uh, of course, a pandemic. People need to, you know, um, clean their noses, clean their throats. Uh, wash their hands. And if they do that, the chances of getting a, you know, whether it's COVID or getting the flu or anything like that is, uh, a, it's extremely limited. I'm not saying they're not going to get it, but, you know, now we came out, we're coming out launching a travel pack, which is, which is a nasal throat hand sanitizer and, um, and wipes. 
And we actually are getting such a good response that we think it's actually going to scale very quickly because of airlines, cruise ships. Um, you know, people would get on a plane, they want to wipe off the, uh, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the table in front of where they sit. And, you know, what's actually disturbing with the airline business is they're handing out alcohol wipes, uh, which the CDC is recommending alcohol wipes. Our wipes are non-toxic. They're non-alcohol. They're water-based. It's uh, what we call the high IQ formula. And it's a, a for, it's a physics reaction, not a chemical reaction. And so we're going through EPA and FDA approval. We get this uh, out there. People are going to understand that it's, it's non-toxic. If you swallowed it, you don't have to go to the emergency room. And so we're excited about that. You know, in a plane, you, you know, if you have three or four uh, napkins together, it actually could create a fire. And, you know, so I don't, you know, I'm kind of mystified that the airlines haven't picked that up when you still have to go through TSA and they're taking bottles of, you know, all these, <laughs> yeah, you know, no cosmetics and they're letting <laughs> alcohol go through there. It's kind of mind boggling, but. That is um, mind-boggling. And don't you love the, the the aroma on an airline these days too? When everybody takes out their alcohol wipes, you know, and just is rubbing down everything, including themselves. I think I see people like giving themselves a dry shower with those alcohol wipes too. Sometimes and it burns. Alcohol well, burns your it skin. Does, we're, yeah, where ours is a moisturizer. It's craziness, but we're getting there. It's out there. We got a lot of retail stores. Uh, we got hand wipes. I got a hand wipe here. A little thing uh, we're going to be bringing. I'll bring this to the board of advisors and give them out to people. We can label them, private label them, put them on your backpack for, uh, you know, for kids, for sporting events. Um, actually trying to put this in Disney World. So oh, nice. Yeah. Some of the products. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. The, the alcohol wipes, too. You know that with the airlines, that's just a freaking marketing tactic, too. That's just to give the illusion of safety. Here's a wipe, you know? I mean, how, is, how is this little square that you're going to give me on a soapbox? How is this little tiny square of whatever going to protect you from getting COVID or flu or anything else, like you said? And they claim they clean these planes. I, I don't know. The plane comes in, everyone comes out, and they come back in. Like, when did they clean the plane? Yeah, I know. I, I feel you on that too. That's interesting, man. I love how you're taking these products and it's it's things that are disruptive too. I'm curious on the sinus spray because I've got some, I just put off a, a surgery because I've got to raise some capital this coming month here for a different project. It's like, I have to be able to speak because, you know, tonsils, but you know, nasal stuff going on from allergies. I'm going to try your spray too. See how this rolls. Absolutely. I'll get you some sign of fresh nasal spray. Nice. Thank you. It's just it's homeopathic, all natural. That's awesome. My my nasal thing is allergies, and it's just always constantly inflamed. Is that where you fit in? <laughs> Absolutely. You actually try it. You'll like it. It's non-addictive, um, and it's um, you know a lot of people rave on uh, rave it. Uh, yeah. rave on it. It's you know getting a lot of reviews on Amazon. We like Amazon because you have to buy the product to give a review. On Facebook and Google, you do not. So oh, the yeah. credibility of Amazon is so much you know, better with the reviews. So we like, we like getting reviews on Amazon. That's huge for anybody who's looking to put products out there too for e-commerce. It sounds like Amazon's really the platform. They're more credible than anybody else. Absolutely. You have to start with Amazon. It's uh, you have to go slow. You can't, uh, you know, one thing about Amazon, people think you can just throw money at it, but you have to organically grow. They, uh, they've kind of been very seasoned now. So the product actually organically grows uh, with your own website. Of course, um, you know, you can actually spend as much money as you want to build it. However, uh, what's happening is a lot with our experience is a lot of people will go to our cart. They do the research on our website. And because they pay shipping with us, 
they actually go to Amazon and Amazon's free. So a lot of people will do that. So we see our, you know, at the more we advertise on our personal brand, the more our, our Amazon sales go up. That's an incredible concept too that I think a lot miss out on is that you still have to advertise your personal brand, but when they actually complete the transaction could be somewhere else because Amazon's the behemoth that's out there. You know, so I'm assuming your products are all prime on Amazon, yeah? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things you have to have with uh, Amazon, a lot of people don't know this, not only you have to have a trademark, but you have to have the R. You can sell on Amazon without the, without the R, but you cannot do streaming video. Which um, one of the things that we we found out is with streaming video, you twelve a consumer is twelve hundred times more likely to buy a product that has a streaming video than any other type of media advertising. So video is so important, and any product we do, the first thing we do is uh, we do video. We spend a lot of money on video, um, professional video. We don't do it uh, kind of um, I guess half ass. I guess is the right word, but. We, we have professionals um, that do it. And so we spend, you know, before we even get uh, by inventory, we're basically uh, doing our videos and making sure that everything, um, whether it's, um, you know, um, uh, the right word, whether, you know, we want to make sure that everything's, the, the presentation is done properly. Yeah, no kidding. So you see it. I mean, I see this all the time. All these internet gurus or e-commerce gurus that start you know throwing things up on click funnels and they're saying hey you know i'm i've got a seven figure funnel and even russell brunson from click funnels has the two comma club right that means that i'm sure you've heard of this where you have at least a million dollars because that's two commas a million dollars through a single funnel then he gives it you this nice it's almost like a platinum record kind of thing as an award say here you go welcome to the two comma club and the videos that i see on those funnels versus videos that i see in amazon you know they're almost like holding up their phone and saying, hey, you got to buy my sinus spray. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, just snorting it up. Is that converting as well as something like you're talking about, the professional video? I think it's, I think it's converting, but I don't think, um, I think a lot of people, and one thing that, you know, uh, one of my, you know, my mentor is Mark Tim, and I think he's, you know, a lot of people's mentor, but he's taught us to be very reserved. And one of the things that we do is we can't do it with Amazon, but we do it with our own, uh, with our own platform is we actually go in three stages. We go 500 clients and we spend about 10 grand a month basically um, on advertising, getting to those 500 clients. And we're actually testing all kinds of like 45 to 50, 50 different ads. Some of them work, some of them don't. And then once we go to stage two, we spend, uh, which is 2,500 clients, we spend about $25,000 a month. And our third stage is 5,000 clients and we go to $80,000 a month. And we're testing the whole time. We are not worried about making money. And the reason why we say that is we're going to find out how to scale. We're not looking to go make $300,000 on a product. We're looking to, to look for the next. Um, and it's like, think big, grow rich, right? So we're looking for that $100 million um, company, whether we get there or not. But we're going to know after we test if this product works and if you do it this way and you scale properly then you go into retail stores you're going to get that 10x the company and so i know a lot of people don't do that they just throw you know throw things at the wall and hopefully it works but this formula works and you know and you know kevin's taken 21 companies to 100 million dollars not every company he works with 
uh, is successful. But we know that if we get out of testing, we know and it works and we can see what ads work and they start and we start scaling. We know we're going to have a successful product. And that's what you know, that's kind of what this is all about. Finding products that consumers want will help they will help them. And we know that if it's going to help in our testing, we know we can help the world. That's incredible. So you're talking about these three phases. What sort of timeline does that follow? Is it flexible with depending on the product or do you kind of have a set staging? You know, it's flexible. I mean, it could take 500 clients uh, generally takes, you know, a month, 25. And it's a six month process to do this properly. You can't you can't a lot of people scale before they're ready and the deals end up they might spike their uh, their sales, but that the company won't last because they really don't know what their demographics are. They don't know who they're, you know, or is it a 30 year old mm. woman? Is it a 60 year old woman? Is it a 50 year old man? So, you know, we, we try to find as many, you know, Facebook, Google, Spotify, which is a music station. People go Spotify. Well, Spotify, you could tell the demographics of somebody by the music they listen to. So it gives us a good, uh, a good brand or a good idea of who are, who's buying our product. And then we, then we scale to that net, that demographics. That's incredible. So your testing phase is not really, hey, does the product function well or not? You're really gathering data correct? during that six months. So you can hone in on your target market after that six months is over to really blow it up. So you're not just trying to throw a wide net and spread yourselves too thin from a financial perspective or marketing. Correct. And we'll spend $100 here, $200 there, $500. You know, um, we, had, uh, we had one ad that it's 240, 240 people went to the cart and didn't buy. So we knew there was something wrong. But that was the same week that our Amazon our sales skyrocketed. So we found out like what this ad is getting people to our cart, but they're going to Amazon. They had to be because when we took the ad off, our sales in Amazon went down a little bit. So we, you know, these are all things that we need to know before we scale and we're going to go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in advertising. Free prime shipping, baby. That's where everybody goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we got a dental pad too that we know once we scale, if we spend 10% of our uh, dollars, we know we're going to get eight to 10 times uh, that in revenue. We know that for a fact because we've done thousands of products. That's how it's supposed to be, isn't it? It's usually like a one to 10 ratio or one to eight to one to 10 ratio is what what identifies a successful campaign. Correct. Yeah, that's what I think a lot of individuals will miss out on too, is that, you know, they'll think that they might get a one to 20 or one to 50 ratio, you know, the the unicorns that are out there and they don't have to spend a lot, especially on product sales. And then you get to the Um, point, it's like, well, no, (laughs) that's not how this works. Right. In fact, if you go down and all of a sudden your sales are and your advertising dollars are six percent or seven percent, you know you have to boost up your advertising because you know the the stock or the the product wants to, you know, wants to wants to go wild a little bit. So yeah, so someone works both ways. So uh, I'm assuming you're not developing all these products in your basement, right? And you're not coming up with all these thoughts. People bring products to you and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Correct. So you know, every day I get somebody who has a product, has an idea. Um, and so we, we have a committee of guys, we, you know, give me some samples and I send them out to, you know, the four or five people. And if we like the products, um, they work and our the committee, the, we, we say, Hey, this thing is scalable. Then we actually then go to the next step, which is, you know, get us some, you know, um, you know, can we, uh, work, you know, where do you manufacture it? Can you, you know, do you have the ability to, you know, get this thing, um, scaled up? And if they don't have the capital, we like it, we'll go find the capital. It's almost like, I think anyways, that if it's a good product and you have the right backing, you have the right person there, the capital is pretty easy to find. 
Correct. There's a lot of money out there right now. For sure there is. I mean, especially coming last year, of course, was pretty conservative. But from an individual, because there's a lot of, I mean, even my 13-year-old son has a fantastic idea for a product, you know, and I think it's amazing. I'd love you to meet him someday. But he... uh, Someone like him, let's let's fast forward 10 years, right? Maybe a 23-year-old guy. I've got this amazing idea, you know, and you see the show Shark Tank, which is where Kevin was from, you know, right. one of the original sharks on Shark Tank. First off, you sound like a shark, which is pretty awesome because you're, you're examining these deals, you know, to see if you want to throw money at them. But when somebody comes to you to say, hey, I've got this product, what exactly are you looking for from them? How can they make it more attractive to you to, to say, hey, th- this is really scalable and I want to put my heart and soul into this thing? Well, we're going to look. I mean, that's we kind of narrowed it out. Is it a disruptive technology? Like, you know, I have a, a hair rejuvenation company, so I know that it's a big business. So is this product, do, do these gentlemen have the ability to scale or to run a business? Are the, Is their management, do they have integrity? Um, you know, and it comes to core values. One of the things that, you know, for a long time, I was trying to figure out how I was, why was I not more successful? And so I identified really with core values. Are they the core values part of our team? You know, are, do they have integrity? Do they have work ethic? Um, you know, do they have transparency? You know, are they willing to work with, you know, as a team? And so if you have these core, the same core values as us, and, you know, we create a, we've created a culture here, you know, and you know this, some of the players that I deal with. It's yeah. the culture. It's the same thing. They're consistent day in, day out. And so if they believe in our culture and that we have a product that's scalable and disruptive and consumable and can scale, okay, then we bring in, you know, we've created a group of people um, that we feel they all have the same values. And then it becomes down to numbers. Do these numbers in testing make sense? And if you have those three, culture, people, and and numbers together, um, then we think we have a successful product. So, you know, we might look through uh, 40 products and get one uh, or two. So, you know, it's not like we take every product out there, but, you know, it's just not only is it a product, but, you know, like I said, it's it's the people involved and, and their core values. What are their core values and do they fit? in our core values. I love that perspective, man, because that's, that's the only people that I ever want to do business with from here on out. There's been years in past where uh, I was just, Hey, maybe this person is a, it was almost like inverted, right? Is this person a good business fit? And it wasn't, is this person a good fit for me as as a person, you know, or what kind of culture do they exemplify in their company? I had that reverse and that was a hard lesson to learn here and there because that caused some heartache. It caused not only financial losses, but also some emotional taxing and banging my head against the wall. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, my, you know, until I accepted that and, you know, I want to get into, because, you know, I have my little notes here. Go for it. It's a good transition. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Mark, uh, Tim, you know, who's probably the, been the most influential guy to kind of elevate my status here is, is as a mentor, he got me and he recommended that I read Zig Ziglar, you know, and I, you know, everyone, you know, you hear Zig Ziglar and you hear all these things. But when I actually started reading Zig Ziglar, I started changing my attitude. It, Mark accepted me and brought me into his fold. And so when you start having a positive attitude, you start having integrity, you start you know, having goals and, and, and being consistent and doing the same things over and over. And people see that they want to be, in, it's like laws of attraction. They want to be involved with you. And so when I did that, it just it made my relationship with my wife better. My kids, they call me now when advice before they were like, oh, you know, 
dad's doing some entrepreneurial deal. Who knows if it's going to work or not? But so when they realized that I had core values and I had, I started building this relationship with these mentors that are very successful and consistent. It helped in every aspect of my life, whether it's getting, getting on the Peloton, Peloton every day, reading every day. You know, one of the questions I go more, how are some of these guys so successful? And they go, they read every single day. They gather knowledge every day about everything. And so when they open their mouth, whatever comes out of their mouth is knowledge, is information. And so when you get, when you start, you know, they don't, I don't need to talk to Mark, you know, every day, 10 hours a day, 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes every other day, whatever comes out of his mouth is extremely good knowledge. It's going to help me be a better person, not only to myself, but to people around me. And so when that happened, that's when, you know, all of a sudden, you know, all these things started happening. You know, got to got to get involved with Kevin, got board of advisors, which is a great mastermind that we're involved with. And then, you know, so then I start meeting um, with uh, Ray Perez from uh, three, uh, you know, uh, 360 and then the inner circle. And now I have a group of, of twice a week where I talk in an inner circle. And all we do is feed information that's going to help us elevate and actually be more successful and help other people. And, you know, the philosophy, the more you help other people, the more it comes back to you. And yeah, man, so, that's just truth right there. That's yeah, putting it out into the world. And the world always gives back, man. Whatever you throw out there, they're just going to smack yeah. you back in the face, good or bad. <laughs> that's true. And you know, when it's good, it's, it's you, you know, it took me a long time to accept that. That was, yeah. hey, the more I help you, the more it helps me. Yep. <laughs> it's the craziest thing, but it takes a lot for someone to, to actually understand that. No doubt. I, there's a theme that I've read about you too. We've talked about you're looking for disruptive technologies, of course, but specifically you're looking for non-toxic technologies, right? Correct. That's interesting. So what are, you know, I know we've given some examples, you know, like the alcohol wipe or the non-alcohol Right. cleansing wipe, you know, are there some other products that you have, what, what are you looking for as far as non-toxic and how did you come well, up we, with that? We're coming, yeah. We're coming out with a liquid vitamin brand. Um, you know, a li- vitamins are very big. Um, we have, um, a curcumin pro, which is a turmeric product, um, that within about 60 days, you'll see it, which is a, uh, a detox, a complete, it's a, um, turmeric plant, with a, we actually found a way to um, to make it soluble with a wrap uh, with a protein molecule. We'll have a sports drink out with that, a, a meal replacement. Um, I'm again doing that with Mark and Kevin. So um, you know we find these uh, products at uh, Stan- U.S. Standard Hemp, which is a CBD deal, uh, which we're going to do you know an anti-inflammatory deal. CBD is still big out there. We have a price club that's coming out. We're going to be cheaper than anybody else in the industry. Uh, we're going to sell multiple products. So all those products, as you can see, are non, uh, non-toxic products are good for the body, healthy. And, uh, you know, not only do you have to have a sign, you know, uh, make money, but you got to take care of yourself and, and take care of other people. So if we do that, we're going to make a change in, in people's lives in the world. So for sure, man, I love that. Uh, being in the industry a long time, you know, what life lesson do you have that's inspired you the most to get where you're at today? Um, actually, you know, uh, just be a good person, you know, um, you know, really, um, just wake up every day and, and just don't let the, the small things bother you. Um, you know, I have an older son who's a, he happens to be a, a lawyer and he's always like, just, you know, do what you got to do, but 
be nice, just smile to everybody, be nice to everybody and mind your own business, right? You know, staying within your lanes. Um, and I think if we do that and we just kind, you know, smile, you don't know what the person next to you is going through. If you smile at them, it could make a difference, right? Usually, you don't yeah. Talk to them, just smile at them. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes, man. And I, there right. was a there was a story that I ha- saw on my uh, Instagram feed the other day. It was my story. I was at a grocery store a little while back, and there was a she was around eighty years old. Actually, she was eighty years old. I know this for a fact because that's part of the story. And she was buying ice cream, you know, because it was a gelato stand within the grocery store. You know, it was sort of like a competitor to Whole Foods around the Chicago area. It's called Mariano's, and they've got right. the hot bar. They've got Starbucks in there, of course. They've got uh, a gelato stand, a juice bar. She was at the gelato stand, and she was uh, she wasn't struggling financially, but she was struggling to find her money in her purse. Yeah, and in this moment, I just walked up and I said, here, I got yours. I'm getting gelato too. And she just like broke down crying. And she goes, today is my 80th birthday. <laughs> I said, well, then happy birthday. Have some gelato. This is awesome. But little things like that, just a smile, man, or just like stepping in when you see anybody in need, even something small like that. Did she need it that day? Not from a financial perspective, but it made her day just stepping Grab into that. Food. Man, that, I love your perspective. I love your heart. Richard, thank you for being on today. Everyone can find you at richard360.com, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. If you got a product you need to pitch, yours might be one out of 40. <laughs> Richard Piggs. But Well, you know, I do. I, I have a, um, it's a, it's a sanitizing machine. I'm going to bring it to Board of Advisors. And I'm going to offer your uh, listeners a, uh, a great opportunity, but it's a, um, you know, if you go into the airport and you walk in and you see this machine, you go to the machine, you take your temperature and it'll tell you if it's green, that means you, you don't have a, a, um, a temperature. If it's red, the alarms go off. You walk in and it sanitizes you with our sign up. It's our high IQ, all water-based uh, mist. It's called, I call it Sino mist. And uh, you walk in there and you turn your body around and it miss, it'll take rinse any of pathogens, any of the uh, um, viruses that you have on you. It has an ultraviolet light on either side. So the mist comes up and the ultraviolet light will kill anything up here. It's a 150, 175. So anything over 250 is dangerous. So it's not dangerous. And it has an ozone generator. So if anybody is interested in being my partner and doing a joint venture. It's a, um, I'm welcome you to contact me on richard360.com. It's a thousand, generally a thousand dollar, um, uh, webinar fee. I'm giving to, to anybody, the first five people that contact me for free and give you the opportunity to do a joint venture with me and sell this to the world. It's, uh, great for casinos. It's great for, um, airports. It's great for businesses because people will feel, Hey, if they're in a business, they don't have, uh, you know, the, the, you know that the person in there is not going to have a temperature and you know they've been cleaned. And, and so the mindset of anybody, their customers in these restaurants and these casinos and everything else is, you know, hey, that they, they feel comfortable, they, that they, you know, somebody's not, you know, spreading the co- coronavirus or the COVID-19. And, uh, and I can, you can discuss it with me and maybe have an opportunity to 
to do a joint venture with me. That's awesome. You hear that, everyone? Awesome opportunity to do a joint venture in this amazing thing. I just want to walk through it now, man, <laughs> and get Absolutely. the experience of That's it. Right. Hey, listen, if, you, if you're unhappy with your job, <laughs> you want to make, you want to have more time with your family, you want to make more money, contact me at Richard360. And by the way, I'll also give you a free signed Mentor to Millions book for my two partners, Kevin Harrington and Mark Timms. Just for contacting me, I'll send you a free book signed by them. I love it. My man, Richard. Richard Malian, thank you for being on. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. What's shaking? Thank you for joining me on the All In Podcast. Click the subscribe button and smash that bell for notifications. Text me. 312-535-8520. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. See you next episode. I am Rick Jordan and I approve this message.